0: medicine remixed literally one of the best if not the best stations on anchor out of all people on the app i think medicine remix deserves to be shown to everyone as soon as you log on to anchor you should see medicine remix it's that great of a station so
1: thanks for you guys do over there you guys are like a staple for me ever since i've been on this station and still my go-to i love your creativity i love your music mixes and plus your thought style so keep doing what you're doing over there medicine remix i know i'm always tuning in i need
0: my fix man i need that medicine that medicine Remixed. This message has been brought to you by Medicine Remixed.
2: Support for today's Medicine Remix show is brought to you by Instant Success. Just add blood, sweat, and tears. Instant Success, your better tomorrow, starts today. Side effects may include not feeling sorry for yourself, putting in work, and severe gratitude. Ask your doctor if Instant Success is right for you. Excuses sold separately. Blood, sweat, and tears not included. Speaking of blood, sweat, and tears... Back to the realness of remixing medicine only on Medicine Remixed. We started a podcast, and that was a pre anchor era when we set up like an RSS feed and we recorded like 12 episodes and I think we were using Podbean. (laughs) But it was so interesting because like people were definitely like reading our blogs and stuff but nothing like the numbers that we were getting at that time with our podcast. And, you know, it seemed almost like effortless. It was just like us having a conversation about random things and medicine.
0: Printed skin. So there's this idea of 3D printing. Have you heard about this? Yeah, yeah, So 3D printing is basically like, If you had a machine in your house that could make solid objects, cheap way to describe it, scientists took stem cells, put it in this gel that has all the nutrients for life. It was able to line up all these stem cells in a way where it made a thin layer of skin. And the idea is, you know, of course, in the future is that you could print organs and, you know. The word print is sexy because you think, fuck, like a printer, like my. You're not going to fucking sit at home and have cirrhosis and I'm 12, man. I've been drinking all fucking day. I need to download a new. (laughs) Yeah. People, I don't think that's coming. So we'll calm down. But yeah, they did it with skin. So I don't know, I thought that was pretty interesting. And
2: then we just completely fell off just because he started residency. Mm-hmm. And so then when I kind of was in the height of my existential crisis in my orthopedic residency in my fourth year, I was like religiously following Gary Vaynerchuk at that time. Like I was just like listening to him on my commutes and I heard him mention Anchor in so many of his like, keynotes and now even more so. Like mm-hmm. I heard him just all the time. He was on Larry King, like, you know, yeah. just name dropping everywhere when you would explain it as like the voice Twitter. I was just like, if this is what I think it is, I feel like we would be good at this yeah. I have to check it out and it's so funny because last time Maya told me the story, so I signed up with like an email that I completely, we didn't really check a whole lot, Yeah. so I completely forgot about it. I would record these stories on my commutes because that, that's basically the only time that I had. I did my residency in Long Island, so there was a lot of commuting to different hospitals around the island, so there was a good amount of driving, so there's just that dead time that you could be listening to music and consuming stuff, but I was just like, if I could use this time to create the content, that would be money. Just realize that this is perfect for us because we don't have time and this is one of those mediums, the only medium where you could probably create content just as easily as you consume it. I wasn't putting out like a whole lot of content, maybe like once a week, at times maybe even like once a month. But That's I... almost
3: better though. I remember like at least in the V1 days when I was just using it, I remember every time you guys posted something it was just like, oh. That's awesome man. That means so much, you have no idea. But then yeah, Maya
2: found us on Facebook, thankfully, because like I wasn't responding to any of the emails. <laughs> and like I'm so grateful that you know she went that next step to be like, Alright, let's see if this is even like a real thing. You said you tried to email Yeah, back, I didn't hear back. And you didn't hear back. And then you sent us a message on Facebook. Thank God it was a real Facebook page. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I think I was just, like, curious because I was just like, wait a minute. Because I, there was a period of time where I was, like, posting pretty consistently, like, on my commutes yeah. you know, to and from work. And then, like, I just fell off really hard at the end of last year because I, you know, was just on like, my trauma rotations. And just, I don't know. Like, yeah. people, people were, like, I'd want to, like, reply to people. And I was just like, this is just... And so when I saw the whole new, you know, situation with Anchor, I was yeah. like, this is perfect. And
1: did when did we, it was like January, January or something we talked? Yeah. Very
2: early January. Yeah. So yeah, after that long-winded, whatever I just said.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so you want to know why we yeah. hit you up? Well, so it's funny because, so we, we hit you guys up in January because we were looking for people to help us beta test. The, mm-hmm. Like you saw the very early... Right. Horrible version of yeah. stations. Like you saw a lot of the the scary early stuff. Um,
2: but Still we, pretty good. <laughs> yeah, it,
1: it, was, it was surprisingly good. Um, but we, so we were looking for people to beta test and we were thinking about, we wanted to launch with a bunch of stations that we thought would be interesting. And I remember we, you know, we wanted like a range of things and we were like, one thing that we always feel like is interesting is when people are teaching stuff in their stations. And I think we were like going back because we, you know, we hadn't like, you hadn't been on in a while, and it definitely wasn't top of mind for us. But we were going back through like some of the waves that had been featured, like in the editors picked, like
2: the editors
1: mm-hmm, picked like pick stuff, and we were going through, and you had that one segment that was about the guy cutting out his own appendix, or what? Uh, that. In
4: 1961, a Soviet doctor named Leonid Ragazov was on an Antarctic expedition, and if that wasn't tough enough, on one dark April morning in 1961. Rogozov started feeling like shit. He felt weak, he had fevers, and most concerning of all, he had a sharp stabbing pain in the right lower quadrant of his belly. This is an ominous pain point known to the medically schooled as McBurney's Point, which is a classic place to have severe pain during appendicitis. Rogozov tried everything he could to treat the pain with no benefit. Antibiotics, painkillers, fluids, nothing helped. And the next day, the pain and fevers got even worse. He knew what was wrong, and he also knew that he needed his appendix removed really fucking quick. What's the big deal? People get their appendixes taken out all the time, you ask? Well, he was inconveniently the only doctor around. The closest place to get help was over a thousand miles away, and as luck would have it, they were in the middle of a freaking blizzard that killed any shot of an airplane from a neighboring country to come get him. So... Rogozov decided to take matters into his own hands. Literally. Yes, you guessed it, he decided to remove his own appendix for his damn self. Yep. And get this, he wasn't even a surgeon, he was just a general practitioner. And with the help of two dudes on the expedition, one who was a driver and the other who was a meteorologist, Rogozov began operating on himself in desperation at 2 a.m. on May 1, 1961. One of the assistants handed him surgical instruments while the other held a mirror so he could see himself. He performed the surgery in a semi-reclined position, turned partly to his left side, and it took him a mere two hours to numb himself, remove the inflamed vestigial organ, repair part of the bowel he accidentally cut into, and then sewed up his damn
1: self. And I remember, and it was weird, because so we knew nothing about you guys. There was no real name on the... Anchor account, there weren't a lot of waves in there, and it was like you had done this one incredible thing, and we had no idea who you were. We didn't know if you were reading this from a book, like what it was. And so when I reached out, I was like, I have no idea who these people are. Like, I, I don't know if it's like you ripped that from a movie like I didn't know what it was yeah. um, and so when I reached out and you were like oh my god yeah we're real doctors I was like no like I had no idea and I was like wait you can do that story you did with the appendicitis thing all the time And you're like yeah totally We've hundreds of hours of this stuff and I was like that's incredible
0: Oh so I, I mean it was it was a
1: big I, I was very I remember when we like got on Skype to talk about it and I was mm-hmm. very pleasantly surprised by like how excited you were about audio and how like I was not expecting because you had been kinda of fickle on B1, now I know it's <laughs> because you're a doctor, but I was yeah. so happy that you were like it happened to be at the same time that you were like thinking about getting more serious about audio. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. it worked out really well.
2: I saw it and it was like December, January and I was just like, this just seems like an opportunity of a lifetime that I've been waiting for and this could be a way to just bring all of these pieces of our interests and our life together and yeah, awesome. here we are. Yeah. That's very cool. Sorry for that long-winded No, it's
4: awesome.
5: <laughs> Hopefully we uh, hear it on business. Yeah, yeah, for sure, man. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
3: lying around on the first one of Anchor before I worked here and I was trying desperately to find anyone else who was like making like a produced show on Anchor at the time um, and that was when I think you guys posted the first thing, I just remember being like in- incredibly touching, like it was an incredibly yeah. felt emotional Oh, was it the
1: one about his sister's wedding? Yes! Yeah, yeah there, was a, yes. there
3: was like two or three that
2: I remember yeah. you guys put out It was like
1: crying in math or something it was Yeah, like, like it?
2: evidence-based
1: philosophy. Yeah, or like so that. good. It blew my mind. Yeah, What it
2: is, Anchor? It's Reesh. I know it's been a minute, but a lot's been going on in and out of the hospital. My little sister got married recently and then moved across the country to San Francisco, so a lot of emotions, but what it took for me to get emotional was something unexpected. I... I think working in a hospital emotionally detaches you on some level because of the heavy shit that you see on a frequent basis, but it's obviously different when you're dealing with your own family and weddings are technically happy occasions, but I could never relate to people crying at weddings. At least I never thought I would ever cry at one, and I stand corrected. The weirdest thing sparked my emotions, though. It was numbers. The medical community throws around the phrase evidence-based medicine to describe decision-making based on research, and it's more compelling to use stats to make decisions and your point. So with that context, a week before my sister's wedding, I came across a blog post called The Tail End by this dude, Tim Urban, and not a medical journal by any means, but he takes a very evidence-based approach about the time we all have left. And he says, by the time we graduate from high school, we've already spent over 90% of our in-person parent and sibling time. And if you think about it, if we go away to college, we only see our parents and siblings a few times a year in person for special occasions. And let's just say most people see their families. 10 times a year, give or take, and I'm 30, my parents are roughly 60, and taking a generous assumption that they live for another 30 years, if you do the math, 10 times a year times 30 years is... 300 days, and that's less than a year. Setting aside the secret hope that science will continue to lengthen human longevity, the point is we really don't have a lot of time with the people we love. So, the three takeaways here are to live near the people you love because you'll see them like 10 times more, prioritize the people you love, and spend that precious quality time with your peeps without sweating the small stuff.
3: I was like... This is it. That, that was kind of one of the moments for me just, that I was like, I'm gonna start making an anchor show all the time. There. Really? Yeah. It was because I heard that. I was like, what No, what I other, see, other that people means so much. I would, yeah, yeah. Other people, people have the same like kind of realization that this like really cool thing. Yeah. I really wanna be involved somehow. Yeah. We're having to that I work here now, but yeah, I just remember like getting so excited every time you guys posted something. That that, that means the world. Yeah. man. Thank you so much. Yeah. Yeah.
1: I think I think all the time about how like it feels like. Unbelievable that I can just listen to you guys every day now because it's like every time you posted before, it would be like once a month or something. You would just yeah. come out of nowhere with this story, and it's right. like the fact that we just have this thing happening every day is so—it's like overwhelming how cool it is.
2: Yeah, yeah,
3: no, it's—it's it's been really pretty amazing. When we were testing V2 and like trying to prove that model out and seeing if like this was going to work as a thing, yeah, I, I remember Mike. Coming when you guys started making stuff on YouTubes being like man this thing works did you listen to this Yeah well I, I
1: really story? I feel like you you guys and Patrick from great everything yeah. were the two that we were like
3: holy shit you
1: yeah. guys were doing and still do so much stuff that it never even occurs to us is possible let alone like like we would never even think about it Yeah. Um, and I think Patrick's we
2: really good yeah, yeah. We were, we're, we're like boys with passion. Yeah, it's yeah, awesome.
1: And I, but I think both of you really do such a good job of like really pushing the boundaries of audio, which is exactly what we're trying to do. Like we're trying to make that possible. Yeah. And I just think it's every time we come across someone like this who's like has this dream. It, it's sort of like you're composing a symphony and you just don't have the instruments to do it. You know, yeah. it's like you sort of know what the vision is, totally, and totally. it's so cool that we we don't have that specific vision but we are like building these tools to support that so it's like it's so great for us to see that every
0: time
2: yeah Yeah. no totally and you know it's uh just like what you were saying with just like the passion and you know providing people with passion with with tools like this like whether we're a featured station or not like at at this point we just love it like so much that it's just like this this is awesome we're just gonna keep doing this like no matter what and and that's like the ultimate thing right doing the thing for the thing itself and yeah. not for any other reason so yeah. that's that's how we knew we were just like this we just got to keep doing this and see where it takes us yeah yeah so we're super excited um awesome well thank you thank, You're welcome. thanks for that <laughs> yeah it was definitely a grind to trying to come up with like 10 meaningful minutes every day and like new stuff and you know, wanting to stay up with like all of these other like amazing creators. We got really close with Patrick from The Great Everything and he's, awesome. he's amazing, yeah. amazing guy. There's a picture that I think is on the, the Anchor Instagram. They started renovating our call rooms mm-hmm. at some point and it was just like an abandoned, it was taking forever. So I basically, I still had access to it and I like created this like little studio in there that. I would go in between, like, cases, like, operating on people, like, I would just, like, escape down there and i yeah, yeah. my orders, and, you know, sometimes it takes, like, an hour for them to turn over the room, so I'd just, like, go down there and, like, record something or, like, edit, and it would be, like, my little anchor bat cave or whatever, so.
5: I honestly mostly wanted to just meet you and hear the story that you just told me and then think about it because I think that this is a topic that people care about, yeah. clearly, um, but I also think that it's a topic that people don't know they care about. <laughs> well, that's I was going to say it in a different way. Like, I think that everybody has to deal with it. Yeah. Um, whether they want to or not. Right, right. And so being informed is like, there's a lot of people who go online to get that. Yeah. And so it'd be fun to play with you on formats to like, just kind of try different things out. Yeah. See how, you know, you can talk about things as they're timely, you know, and God forbid, but like, if the CDC says something, then you're like, I'd be like, useful for you guys to, be an authoritative like kind of podcast for that topic or like yeah. if it's more kind of because you've got a casual tone and it's just kind of more fun mm-hmm. maybe it's more about like the things that are kind of everybody at a certain age needs to be thinking about it. right? and just kind of um, so, so I'm not suggesting that you go any particular direction but more kind of like I'd love to have a brainstorm about it, especially once we see your schedule mm-hmm. especially that you, since you're local we can just kind of yeah. come back and sitting in here our platform is really well suited for topical, timely, short form snackable 100% stuff. Yeah. I'm trying to think if there's some of those things in addition to all the stuff that you guys are doing some things that you guys would, would like that would almost fit within the realm of like the rundown you know it's almost like mm-hmm. it's cool it's it's flu
2: season. Like, here's what we need to <laughs> know. I would just kind of position myself to be able to like afford to put in that time because um, I'm doing something called locum tenens right now, which actually we, we just did an episode on that and like, what that means. Most people don't you know know what that is. But what is it? It's basically like you're you're like a freelance doctor. You're like a oh, yeah. you're like a contracted physician, and not You're not like EPO, HMO, You're like yeah, you're just contracted by hospitals that need coverage, okay. and um, you know, especially for like surgical, like subspecialties, there's just so much demand. And you know, I have all of these skills. I'm a licensed orthopedic surgeon, so I uh, I'm on the good side of supply and demand, and like I can set my own hours. You know, I could work like a week at a time, like you know, a week a month. I just came back from Nebraska. We did another episode about that, about what a crazy <laughs> experience that was. Um, But yeah, like all week I I think maybe I did like two surgeries That week And like literally the rest of the week I was just in the holiday And working on (laughs)
3: Medicine remix. No way Yeah, yeah (laughs) Yeah.
2: It's like, you know like the the next level of uh, like turning your call room into a, a yeah, studio. So like hilarious. I've been trying to make it work and trying to like approach this practically, you know, because I need money to live and be yeah. in the city and, yeah. and you know, do all those those adult things. So yeah, but just in terms of that though, I mean like I, I, I do spend a lot of time trying to trying to do it all but it's obviously you know, not possible to do everything and I think definitely one of the big things that you know, I would love to pick your brain about is just about distributing the stuff I think you know I'm reasonably confident that our content is pretty good and will continue to, to evolve and get better hopefully but um, just getting it out there like on, on the platforms what the, what the best ways to do it is I've been trying the best I could to you know get some of those transcribed videos up because I think that's a great thing but I think right now still, you know, troubleshooting with how to, you know, make that like more of an efficient like process yeah, yeah. Um, for us. And I think that's that's our biggest challenge right now is the distribution part. out yeah.
3: of curiosity, how often are you just straight up asking people to share the station with other people? Um, Like just in the segment, just say the words, like if you like this, share it out. Or like if you're listening on the podcast, do that more. Yeah. give us a review. Right. Right. I started doing that,
2: but to your point, yeah. Definitely not uh, enough, and no, I gotta get better it. My podcast done.
3: specifically has been taking off just when I started doing
5: that. Really? That's interesting. I kept like
3: telling people to do that, and I was like, I should probably try that myself and see if it well, works. What so yeah, yeah, would be, be cool yeah. is uh,
5: we should figure out, like, what's the, uh, especially with your learnings having done it, yeah. what are, what's, like, the way that you should at least try doing it, mm-hmm. and then you should try it and let us know exactly how it's going, and we can maybe see if there's like tweaks to it that we like we should work on it together yeah ways to roll that out yeah exactly like it's such a simple but profound thing like just ask yeah, <laughs> yeah. but ask but yeah. also is like is there information that you're giving to people like especially if you do it on a particular episode that it's like the things I wish I knew in my first year of med school mm-hmm. or something like that you know or, or like here are the things like the, the mm-hmm. list of the stuff that you want to buy for yourself and not what like let your school supply to you or whatever you know what I mean? like the, the Randy Life right.
3: episode about uh the car dealerships. Oh my god, yeah. Anytime someone tells me they're gonna buy a car, immediately it's the first thing I do with this That's I that's this a perfe- <laughs> that's a perfect example. Okay. It's like example exactly yeah,
5: um, yeah Yeah, right, exactly. And so it's almost like uh it's if like, you could think about all the things and this is anecdotal, we could come up with a longer list than this, mm-hmm. but like if you could think of like all the things that you wish that you knew in your first year of med school. Mm-hmm. Or like I know one of my best friends was in med school and she was telling me about the whole cadaver thing mm-hmm. and like how everybody has to go through that. Yeah. That's probably like one of the most intense moments of your life yeah. at that point when you have to deal with that. Yeah. And there's probably a lot of things that like you'd love to like have a conversation with people about. Mm-hmm. And what would be interesting is if especially if you know that your target or, or your existing audience is made up of these people, mm-hmm. to like have like a very, very honest conversation about like, hey, we all went through this, like yeah. or you're going to if you haven't. What are yeah. things that either like you feel like you learned from the experience? Mm-hmm. Or what you know, outside of the actual just medical side of it, like what are things that you felt like you like learned from that experience and yeah. For the people who haven't gone through it, what are the things yeah. that you'd like to like prepare them
0: for? And I think the thing that fascinated me most and this is gonna sound really creepy, was remember in anatomy lab when we when you took that, that, that round saw and you cut the skull open yeah. to take the brain out? Yeah. Remember that day? Well, I remember doing that. And because I'm too cool for school, right? I didn't wear a mask. So there's fucking bone dust everywhere. And I'm breathing it in like, I'm a tough dude. I'm from the hood. Like, this ain't nothing. I'm choking. Everybody else has masks on. And I was such an idiot. But anyway, when, when we took the brain out, man, I remember holding it. Right? And remember thinking, like, every thought that this woman had, our our, our body, our cadaver. You're holding that. I'm holding yeah. every thought. Dude, every time she was mad, when she felt love, when she felt anger. When she felt sadness when she was late to work, all those it was coming out of that thing. It was in this thing but here's the thing if I ate it, I'm not eating all her thoughts and emotions, right? like so what was in there was so like not there but her her everything at the same time, right? Like, I couldn't just take that brain with me and then hook it up to something and then learn everything she learned. It's gone now. With her left these memories, uh, you know? And so, for me, that was the defining moment, man, when I realized, God damn, this brain, this thing we call a brain, is some complicated mess. I know, man.
2: I just posted a segment today that's a little bit different than what we've normally done it was like a year ago uh, i was like in an uber it was like a long ass uber ride and some people don't talk and you know he, he just had like a lot of things to say specifically about like medicine and then you know he found out that i was a doctor and then we just started talking about just healthcare in a very raw like yeah. it was i completely forgot about it and then yeah. like i recently we were playing some segments kind of related to it and it just like kind of popped up in my head so that's exactly what you were saying like a lot of the stuff that you know people don't know about and I wish that I knew just yeah. as far as like how long this process actually takes like what actually it entails like right. why are you doing this and what the re- the right reasons to to be going through this and the fact that yeah, you know money right. should never be like, that
5: I would say there's gotta be some common denominators that are gonna resonate with like a huge group of your audience mm-hmm. or people that they know. Yeah. There's like an interesting kernel there that we should explore some more soon. Come back in soon. Yeah man. Oh, just yeah. hit us up. Just yeah, yeah, in, and come, come back money. in the office. We'll yeah. clean up the flightboard and do Good. it. Thanks.
2: Thanks guys for listening. A lot of exciting things coming up in the next few months. A lot of exciting people that are that are actually you know, joining the team and helping us put out more content and different types of medical content that really kind of caters to you guys and you know what's happening in the worlds of pop culture and sports and health in general. Hit us up on Twitter. Um, on the, yeah, the Twitter.
0: On the Twitter. It's yeah. at Medicine Remix. The point is, listen to this shit, tell people about it. Tell them to listen. And uh, if you have any questions, health related or otherwise, hit us up. Yeah, or if you see a cool article, cool video that yeah. We want to know about it. Yeah,
2: I mean, you know, we're trying to build a community of like-minded people here. So, you know, if you think we would enjoy reading or watching something that you know other people did and
0: hit us up. Yeah. All right, we love you bitches. Peace.
5: Peace.